0: This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help
1: you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward and welcome to our 100th episode.
0: Confetti explodes, fireworks go off. I don't know. I'm trying to be funny. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> You know me, Mr. Excitement, but this is, it's a big accomplishment.
1: It really is. And if you look at statistics, most podcasts are completely burned out by episode 15. Really? I think they say like only three or four percent ever make it to 100. This is amazing.
0: We're in the top 96th percentile, right? So (laughs) I think that's the way that goes. I mean, that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. And I'm still employed and that's good too.
0: This is right. You're still here. Um, (laughs) Nothing's been said that couldn't be fixed. It's been a a really, really awesome experience. And I've kind of joked at times. I made assumptions that because you had this radio background that you knew how to do a podcast. And you didn't know how to do a podcast. We just kind of figured this out. I've never, I mean, I've talked a lot. I always talk, but I've never talked for... 30 or 40 minutes on a topic and I don't know, it's just really cool what you learn about yourself when you go through something like this.
1: Absolutely. Looking back at our episodes that uh, I guess are our, our greatest hits, that are, are most listened to, are still our number one is the episode about your Walmart survey, which is episode nine.
0: That's really crazy. And it still amazes me that that is the one, but you just never know.
1: So for our listeners that weren't around yet for episode nine, tell them about the Walmart survey.
0: This was late... 2000s, I was really struggling with the term independent in independent agency and what that meant. And about that time, Trusted Choice launched somewhere in this time period and was having little success and struggling with identity and independent agency system versus Trusted Choice. And what does this mean? And I decided because Walmart was literally like two blocks down from our office at the time, I decided I'm going to go over to Walmart and I'm going to walk around for two hours and I'm going to do a person-to-person survey. I'm going to do a Shane survey. I'm just going to very informal, off the cuff. And the survey was a single question. If I ask you what does it mean if you hear the word independent or independent agency what do you think that means and i think i got like 10 people was the number without getting slapped or i didn't have the cops called on me i didn't get accused of stalking or anything weird and nine out of the ten people said well i think what i would say about that the word independent makes me think by yourself or alone. I thought that is extremely interesting since our whole concept is the choice model or many carriers, several carriers, choice carriers. And yet we're using a phrase that we call ourselves independent agencies. Here we are again, and this was 15 years ago now. We think we know what it means, but the people we're trying to attract as customers and sell our products to, they think something completely opposite that we call ourselves. And so our consumer facing brand as independent agents wasn't resonating. And it validated what my thought was. And that survey didn't really go anywhere. I mean, I didn't publish it. I'm still working. I'm not retired. So that data point didn't make me gazillions of dollars, but it's like, maybe we should pay attention to this. That was the survey. That was the Walmart survey.
1: Thinking back over a hundred episodes. And I think that we learned so many lessons through this process and what to do and what not to do. And it's been a long time since you've started a new business. And that's basically what this was, is this was us starting something new, something that was very out of your comfort zone, not so much out of mine, but it was very different. So the things that I've learned about insurance over the last hundred episodes, I think have really helped me with my job. But for you, it has been starting something absolutely new. So what do you think is the the biggest positive takeaway that you've had from our first hundred episodes?
0: This is a little cliche, but the fear of it. So you think you're pretty good at something, running a business, being an insurance agent. Most insurance agents I meet are confident people and they have a sales background. And a lot of that confidence comes from something. It came from the way they were raised or the experience of success that they've had. And so stepping off into this for me was this risk or fear of failure kind of thing. Like, what if I suck at this? What if I can't do this? I mean, this is going to sound a little arrogant, but like, I don't generally do things that I'm not good at. This was one of those things that created a lot of vulnerability. It created a lot of overcoming that fear of, what if I sound stupid? What if people think I'm an idiot? What if they don't like what I have to say? And, you know, you just kind of had to reach this point where it's like, you know what? I got something to say, I'm going to say it. And maybe there's people out there that aren't going to like the way I say it, or that are going to disagree with the concept that I'm putting out there. And that's part of it. That's actually something good. Like I may learn something by being out there doing this because I may get feedback where somebody says, you know, I think this was really dumb and I can't believe you think this way. Well, maybe that would make me take a step back and go, hmm, well, I wonder what they mean. Or I wonder what you mean by that. Or let's have dialogue about that and learn something that I was missing. Or maybe I spoke completely thinking I was speaking about something and it was very clear in my mind, but it didn't come across that way. And so it was totally misinterpreted. And I learned, oh, okay, well, there's a lesson in communication right there. So, so many things that start with just go and just trying something new. And we get very, very set in our ways in our careers and our comfort zones. And this was one of those things that like totally exposed that for me.
1: Everything I'm hearing you say in that is what i hear an agent say when i suggest doing video on social media it was like every single thing is what if i make a fool of myself or it's not what i do best or i don't know you know what if what if it goes wrong or what if people don't like what i that is everything i hear from an agent when i'm trying to encourage them to get on TikTok or do reels or start a youtube channel that's it right there it's that it's this weird fear that something's gonna go wrong well Guess what? It doesn't. It really doesn't. If you just try it, you'll like it. It's like Mikey.
0: It is. And it's like, okay. so what if it does? All right. Let's tackle that side of it. And that was kind of the thing. Like, okay, what if this podcast stinks? What if nobody listens to it? What if a whole lot of people listen to it? And, oh, that's even scarier. I think it's just coming to this point where, like, we care so much. Maybe it's the social media impact on our lives and all the people that talk about, you know, from Simon Sinek to Gary Vee and all these guys that are popular around these topics about getting the likes, getting the shares. You just have to reach this point where you're like, I don't care. That is not important. Stop caring what people think and just go. And you may find that you are actually pretty good at something that you didn't know you were good at. You may actually find an entirely new prospect base, a new audience. We look at the negatives on everything. That is like this societal norm today. And I know I'm not a psychologist, but I'm going to play one here for a minute. I think we tend to always go to the negative implication, the negative side of things and go, but what about this? Or what if this goes wrong? Well, you know what? What if this goes right? What if this is awesome? What if you are fantastic at video and making reels? And what if you're fantastic at TikTok and you find a Gen Z generation audience that nobody else is tapping into yet? That could be amazing for your business. And so I think it's just Not constantly looking at the negative on things and looking at the optimistic, positive view of what might happen.
1: Over the last year as we've been doing this, I think that I love some of the new habits that it has created. And instead of sitting down and maybe watching TV for 30 or 45 minutes before going to bed. I will turn my phone on and listen to podcasts and listen to podcast snippets. And in my mind, I'm going, okay, I really like that. Or, or I'm thinking, okay, I never want to do that in our podcast ever, ever, ever. But it's created some different daily habits for me. And it's kind of created some industry habits for me that I didn't have before. And so I'm really appreciative of of the habits that have been created for me, as far as my education in the insurance industry, as well as my education with how other people are doing things, good or bad.
0: It has helped me tremendously. With being better at time management, I talk about time management a lot, but it was almost one of those things around do what I say, not what I do. Hey, I'm really good at telling other people how they should do things, but I'm really terrible at doing it myself. When you're doing multiple podcasts in a week and you're trying to think about fitting that into your normal schedule and how does this work? And I even, you know, would question you, hey, do we need to do one a week over the holidays? I mean, we went through all of those questions and it was like, no, we're just going to you just stay at it. We're going to be steady. We're going to keep doing this. And we just figured out how to make that work. And we did this around our day jobs. And so time management became really, really vivid to me to make sure that we can do this and that we can do this consistently because it kind of became a no-fail thing. We are going to do this and it doesn't matter how many people are listening each week or each episode or what the downloads are this consistency to do this, it emulates or parallels what our business looks like. Like it is really, really fascinating to me that if you just commit to something and do things, it becomes normal. Recording podcast every week, twice a week became normalized. And once it became normalized and the habit, then it wasn't so bad. It never became a burden. And of course I enjoy it. So that's the other thing. And I think we're passionate about it. And so it kind of checks those boxes off of, we enjoy it. We're passionate about it. We want it to be first class, right? You don't want it to be just okay. We don't do just okay around here. That takes effort and habit forming, but then once you're doing it, man, the easier it got. And how are we going to talk for 20 or 30 minutes nonstop? Like, how are we going to do that? And then we end up having to cut stuff out because it's too long. That's the end result. And so it's like, wow, okay, this is pretty cool stuff.
1: And you had to admit it's really neat when we have new partners come on board that will actually parrot our words back to us. And you can tell when we have new partners that listened to the podcast before they interviewed with us or reached out to us or our current partners. or or our internal team members that will send us an email or Teams message or say, hey, you know, I was listening to the podcast and I want to know more about this or what are your thoughts on this? And I mean, there's something that's so satisfying knowing that we're enriching other people's viewpoints of how to run their business.
0: Yeah, and it's a tool as well, right? And we've used the podcast to say, hey, an agent that was talking to us about our programs at Integra, but really wasn't a great fit, or maybe they were in a state that we weren't in and we're like, hey, but you had this question about how to do this. Well, this episode of the podcast, we talk about this at IE Forward, go check it out. And then they became a listener of the podcast. And it's like, we may not be partnering with them in the Integra organization at all, but we are working with them, so to speak, through the efforts of the podcast. And they're using that to improve their business, improve their agencies, management tips, financial tips about their agency. And so that reach has been the most maybe rewarding part of this. We can do this and we have all of these partner agents that are running these successful agencies. We have our own agency experience. We have all of that from the carrier relationship dynamic and being able to share this out. And that's why we called it I Forward is really the whole concept is to make the independent agency system better, to help agents become independent agents, but also to help independent agencies become better independent agencies and stronger businesses. That helps their employees at those agencies because they know they're going to work for a stable long-term operation. It helps our insurance carriers because the insurance carriers know they're going to get a Stable future generation of agency owners. All of this is connected.
1: I had a sales manager a thousand years ago that fussed at me because she thought that I overshared with clients. I was always the person that's gonna say, hey, I think I've got a great product for you. Or, you know, really and truly, now that we've sat down and talked, I don't have the best product for you, this is what I think you need to do. And some sales managers don't think that sending potential clients down the road is what you should be doing. But I've always had this idea that the more you share, the more you educate, the more that you become, and we use this term all the time, that trusted advisor, whether someone is buying from you or not, whether you can in any way benefit from that sharing, if you put it out there, then good things are going to come back to you. And I've seen that on social media with agents that what some people would say oversharing or they're they're sharing information that probably isn't gonna help them get direct business from that share. But what they're doing is creating community and it's creating trust. And I just think that that oversharing of information always comes back for good.
0: It's not the independent agency way historically. And I came into the business at a time where to age myself, you know, this wasn't possible. This sharing or oversharing opportunity would have been Face to face at a conference or on the phone. Because when I came into the industry, you know, I was actually coming in at the dawn of the internet. That was my first take on the industry or the channel, I should say, within the industry is to not share. Are you crazy? Like, you're going to tell people what you're doing? You're going to give away the secret? And then other independent agencies certainly would clam up and would not tell you what they're doing. And so, what you had is you had this sort of somewhat of a barrier to entry, but you also had these silos within the channel and you ended up in lots of really weird, awkward conversations. And when we started working, probably 2010, 2011, 12, in that range, when we started working with our first 20 to 30 former exclusive agents and helped them start agencies through our program, what they taught me was what community looked like in the insurance industry because they were coming from an environment where sharing and community was kind of all in. It was part of what they do. It was their training group, right? They might have been trained with 50 other agents from all over the country. And that group became very fraternal and they stayed together and they worked their agencies and grew together. And they taught me that that was a missing thing. Now we have independent agencies that have been in the business three or four years, two or three years, starting podcasts, telling other. Agencies, how they did it. They don't have the experience, and sometimes they say things, and I'm like, yeah, I don't agree with that. But that's the experience versus the non-experience. But kudos to those guys and gals that are out there doing that because they are doing something that two or three decades ago was just a no-no. Like you just don't do it. You're not going to share things with other agents today. It's a huge advantage to have that community. It's a huge advantage to be a part of an agency group where that community is fostered and developed that's where we are and that was it why should we start a podcast well we wanted to share we wanted to extend that community and make it part of something that was going to be channel- wide and that is part of what I've learned through this process is that it's possible the tools are there the people are there there's a group of people hungry to learn and willing to share and we've had lots of guests that that we're willing to share over, over time. And we'll have future guests. It's amazing how many people out there are willing to come on and say, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's what's awesome about it. And it doesn't matter. It does come back to you. You're not going to lose business because you share your success. That was the old fear in the whole concept.
1: I mean, when you think about it, we're sharing our quote unquote secrets to success twice a week with anybody that wants to listen. And that includes the agency season, Angelina County, that if they are listening to us, they're hearing exactly what we're planning to do. This is
0: true. But you still got to go do it. You still got to go do it. and You got to be better. And there's been plenty of people try to emulate other people. And if you're not the OG on the whole idea, it becomes very obvious that you're not the OG.
1: So do you know what our second most popular podcast was?
0: I have no idea because I just know I show up and talk every day. That's the <laughs> only thing I know about this podcast.
1: So it was the our podcast about core values and when the Jayhawks won last year in the tournament.
0: When I started out with, you know, we need core values. And I had a conversation with a mentor that suggested that I formalize, write down and promote the core values. That's how the core values got started in our organization. Now... Because of that, and then fast forward four or five years, and then fast forward to how much we live out and Repeat core values not week to week but day to day. That now we have employees, we have partner agents, we have maybe even external folks, maybe even carrier relationship partners that can quote our core values or a portion of our core values, especially honesty wins and make it personal. Because those two seem to get two of the bright stars of the five. And I have reached a point, this is so interesting to me, where I get to go going on something and get distracted and forget, and I have someone remind me, it could be part of our leadership team, it could be a non-leadership level individual, and somebody remind me, well, our core values say this. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's interesting. Like, I didn't think about that. And the creator of the core values has now forgotten to implement the core value concept into the decision. But I just got called out by an employee who is saying, well, shouldn't we look at that through the lens of our core values? And it's like, okay, you're right. Thank you for calling me out, holding me accountable. That's when you know this is important. Understanding that why you need them, why they're so important to use on a daily basis, whether you're one person, a single solopreneur agency, or whether you're a hundred people, you need your core values to be front and center. And it just keeps us stabilized. It keeps us balanced. It keeps us from going off the tracks, so to speak.
1: My husband works for an organization that's kind of the antithesis of ours. You know, it's a big eight billion plus dollar corporation. And sometimes I'll be walking by his office and he'll say, you know, well, the company that my wife works for, their number one core value is honesty wins. And I think going into this, that's just really how we have to look at it. And I think about how our core values even rub off on the people around us that aren't even connected to our. Our industry
0: that concept and not specifically just the core values but just how you go about your day prospecting business customers my new thing that i've been thinking about here over the last couple of months is really what prospecting and referral partners thinking about core values make it personal how do i help you mr or mrs referral partner prospect how can i help you grow your business is there something i can do for you And instead of I'm looking for referral partners, how do you think about sending me business and turning this thing around and going, you know, instead of making it more about us, make it about them and make it to where it's like, okay, I'll do this work to help you. If I can do something and help you and not even ask for the referral, what I'm seeing is that that comes back to me. That 100% of the time makes that individual, because number one, it's authentic. I'm not saying, hey, I want to help you grow your business because I want them to send me business. I'm saying that's a really cool business that you've started. I really want to see you be successful with that because I genuinely think that that's cool and I want to see you have success. How can I help you? And people are blown away by that concept today because for the last couple of decades, We've created a society that says, what about me? And how does this help me? And so the me, me, me society, when they hear things get turned around and you're authentic about it, it is so refreshing that you basically can uncover just this waterfall of opportunity just by being a good person, a nice person in the process. And so it's crazy that it's that simple, but that's how far we've gone off the beaten path with this process.
1: Thank you for celebrating 100 podcasts with us today. Can't wait to see what happens in the next 100.
0: Thank you for me personally for giving me a new hobby. I didn't have a good hobby and now I've got a really cool podcast as a hobby. I love this. It's obviously business, but I tend to make businesses my hobby. And so this has been so much fun. And I think our horizon is is fantastic. We just have so many cool ideas coming off of this podcast. And I can't wait for what that looks like into the future.
1: I'm going to leave us today with this quote from John Wooden. Remember this, the choices you make in life make you.
0: Attitudes a choice, make a great one.
1: Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent
0: agency? Learn more at at integraagent.com. That's integraagent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at iaforward.com.